Field of 12 After Dark, a weekday edition Tuesday, going over some big-time college football. Thank you for joining us. Uh, George Whitfield joined by two-time national champion, Clemson running back Darian Rencher. Darian, how are we doing, man? Doing good, man. We're in the middle of the season. It's a, it's a good time for college football. A lot of good games this past weekend. Excited to be on with my guys. Good. And and just as you and I prior discussed, your Clemson Tigers continue to find the right exit each right. weekend. They keep easing on out of these uh out of these bear traps. We're also joined by the prodigal son of the Razorbacks, Wu Pig Suey, the quarterback, the man, the cowboy, Clint Sterner. Sir, how we doing? Hey, sure. Let's go, baby. What's good, fellas? It's good to be here. It's always good to be with you boys tonight, man. Hey, come on. Hey, Darian, Darian, that, that woo right there lacked a little bit of zest like it had. Yeah, it sounded two, a little three, off. Four. A little off. Yeah. Hey, it's been a rough stretch, man. Been a rough stretch. He's up now. Four and three, baby. Four and three. I respect it. Feel the 12 after dark. You can join us on Sirius XM. There's an app. Uh, you can find us on the app uh, and then get the merch. A lot of merch will be going over it. A lot of stuff has been dropping. Field of 68.shop if you want to keep up with us there. Field of 68.shop. Big show tonight. Week seven storylines. Who's going to win the Heisman? Bunch of spoiler alerts. We got some wedding crashers we're going to go over and much, much more. But first, tis our tradition the toast. We got toast. Darian, I'm going to start with you. We're going to go down south. Go, uh, go down south. Who are you honoring with your toast this week? I'm going to go to the team that's coming to homecoming for Clemson. I'm going to go with Syracuse, man. Syracuse, the city, 6-0. and um, Just salute to Adino Babers is done with that program. I told y'all, like, week one or, or maybe week zero, Sean Tucker was my, like, dark horse running back. And the dude's having a good year. Syracuse is 6-0. and And look. Who would, have, who would have thought that they would have been able to come into the Valley, be undefeated, and been sitting like number two in the ACC right now uh, behind like us, uh, then like I think ahead of Wake Forest, NC State, all these teams. So shout out to Syracuse. That's my toast to score. Hey. hey. And for those of you that's been riding with us, Darian did say as much. Really threw us off in the preseason show. When he was waving this big old 30-foot flag for the Syracuse running back, I thought they must be kin to each other. No. Game recognizes game. It played gotcha. out. Syracuse is doing its thing. Clint, where are you taking your toast, sir? Man, I got a lot of angles here, George. I, I got a lot of angles, man. I mean, I, I could go with my Astros, who they're cranking up that CS mm, uh, mm, tomorrow mm. versus them Yankees. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But, you know, it's kind of low-hanging fruit here in Houston. I could go with my boy Brett Bielema sitting at six and one in Illinois, knocked off Wisconsin, knocked off his his old uh, one of his old stomping grounds, Iowa. Then he rode that damn boat for the boys in Minnesota too, sitting at six and one. But I tell you what, I'm going with the lowest of low hanging fruit available. George D, where you going with Tennessee and Alabama? Mm. And them two quarterbacks in particular, Bryce Young and Hendon Hooker. And, and I don't I don't hesitate one minute in saying this. That was the best college football game that I personally have mm. ever watched from a quarterback perspective with mm. both 
quarterbacks, one on each side of the football, going back and forth. When you talk about technically playing the game at an extremely high level and doing it for four quarters, not just in one big moment, when you talk about making NFL-caliber throws time and time again, when you talk about pressure is just – I mean, we're busting pipes or we're making diamonds, baby. And these two guys turned into jewelers. They were straight dealing. And I just – I can't go anywhere else with it, George. It is – it is. I can't even think of another game where two quarterbacks – not one, two quarterbacks dominated the entire ball game, one on each side of the football Here's to Bryce Young and Hendon Hooker and every every bit of their supporting cast. That that shit right there was beautiful. That was that premium, huh? I agree. I oh, agree. Come on, man. Y'all see these numbers? I, B. Young, uh, he was 35 of 52, 455 yards and two tutties. Hooker was 21 of 30, 385, five touchdowns, 14 carries, 56 yards. Whew. I mean, bro. Yeah. Yeah. The highlights don't do it justice, Rich. They don't do it justice. I, hey, the only game I can think of that I've seen like that happened to be in Clemson when Lamar Jackson Facts. came down. He brought his he brought his troops down and went toe to toe with Deshaun Watson. Now I will say top five matchup too. From, Very similar. Oh games. man, the top five matchup came down to the last play of the game. My feet are in the end zone. And my JV duties, so to speak, for game day when I'm on the field with Coach uh, Corso to keep him from getting run over and keep him on the field. <laughs> We're hip to hip watching this thing. And it was just like watching Nadal and Fetter and Nadal. And it was just like that with Hooker and Clint. We said this on Saturday night. My respect level. First of all, it was a coming out party for Hendon Hooker, who already been making noise. But again, the respect level for Bryce Young that night. Come on, man. How many quarterbacks go down 28-10 off of being out for two weeks with a sore win? And they do like this. Got them right where I want them. Down 28-10 in a hostile environment. That city has never been more alive in 30 years. And he he really put them in a chance to win it. Like, he did everything he could. Put them in a chance to win it. They come roaring back. If you fell asleep and you cut the game back on, you'd be like, what the hell is this? All tied, 49 all. Right. And then Tennessee's kicker came down, hit that knuckleball deal. The rest is written. But, yes, I agree with you, Clint. One of the all-time classics, both generals, both generals were out here doing their thing. I give you that on that. Cheers right. to the uh, to the two warlords. My toast, I'm going to go out west. Because they keep getting written off the Pac-12. But, you know, there's some cannibalism and always going to happen. But to a coach that we once looked at like Lincoln Riley, and then he made his splash in the NFL, and then he came back and found a college town and a college home, and he got this program that was always looked at as soft. And last week, they beat who we arguably made the toughest team in college football outside of Jurassic Park the biker gang, and they beat him down. He's got a physical, gritty bunch that happens to play right outside of Hollywood. Not their fault. But here they are, the UCLA Bruins and Chip Kelly. All hopes of the West Coast are now pinned on them 
And honestly, I don't think they want it any other way. To Chip Kelly and the Bruins, they got a big one this weekend. And Eugene, they're going to go up there and dance. Best of luck. But finally, we got some ball. We're playing in, in out west, meaningful snaps. Shall we go? Field of 12, college football. If you're joining us, grab something to sip. We want to help you be the smartest one in the room tomorrow when you go to work, you go to class, you're going to roll with us. Darian Rencher, two-time national champion. And Clint Sterner, voice of the Dallas Cowboys, prodigal son of the Razorbacks. Fellas, let's start with where Clint just took us. Tennessee and Alabama theoretically just switched in the polls. Right. One that was three is six, and the other one that was six is three. Darian, I'm going to start with you. Did they get that about right? And honestly, does it really matter right now? Who is higher states one, Georgia's two, or is it Michigan two? Uh, I believe it's Georgia, Ohio State. Georgia, uh, Ohio I, State. I, I, yeah, I know every poll to me, that top four kind of gets switched around. I've seen some people at Tennessee at one. So it's Georgia, O State, Tennessee, and then they got Michigan at four and Clemson at five. Yep. Yep. Um, to me, I don't know how Tennessee, I guess like, what evidence is Georgia number one over Tennessee? In my, that's that's my only question. To me, I feel like t- I wouldn't be mad if they put Tennessee number one. Whoa, 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 whoa. Now, I like it that you're stepping out there. I like that, Clint. We like that. If, if, we're, if we're going off if we're going off this season, like as far Take as like. Swing. But you got to factor in. They've been the most invincible force in college football the last 18 months. This year, people have put hands on them, but they have still won. That's right. why they're one. That goes into narratives. That's that's all. That's what I'm saying all narratives in college football, like we talked about all the time, it's all narrative. Yeah, I'm saying based on it's also, based on this season, it's also a narrative. Have you ever seen the movie Knock Around, guys? Darian, I haven't. I haven't. That's some, that's a sign homework to you. Vin Diesel in Knock Around, guys. He goes in there. You'll see him just watch his character. It's also a narrative when a dude walks in a bar confrontation somebody else is on the floor he walks in somebody else is on the floor george has been knocking people out that's the narrative yeah and it used to be last year it was more white walkers they they looked invincible people still getting knocked out therefore it like it it really sustains now georgia one two really you just need to be in the top four that's really it no i agree but besides i mean besides the first game georgia's has is obviously blowing people out but they've also had more close games they had like i forgot oh, who yeah. they played you know what i'm saying so they have some they have some hiccups too where they kind of find a way to win the game to me tennessee every game they played close has been a, a good team they play i think it was kentucky close and they won you know they, they yep. beat everybody so if we're going off this season just like the way they're playing to me, it won't be the craziest thing if we take the labels away to put Tennessee at one. I would, they just beat Alabama. They beat them. They've also beat a couple of teams. They're playing really well. Like, I don't think it's the craziest thing to say. And then they got Georgia. To me, the college football playoffs, the way it's set up right now with four teams, they're always going to make it to where the in-season games – here's a Chico, everybody. The in-season games are always going to be highly rated so it could be, so it could be more viewership. So they're gonna put they probably put Clemson back in until Tennessee plays Georgia because that's gonna be a top four game. Ohio State plays Michigan, top four game. Mm-hmm. That's just how you know. It's, it's, uh, look, he I, said he got. Look, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. He said I wouldn't he do got the, the same thing if I was trying to make some money. <laughs> I would do the same thing. That's how it works. But so, also, the basic cheat code is get knocked out, you drop. 
right. knock somebody out, you rise. That's also a cheat code. Clint, the rankings. It, I want to talk rankings real quick, and then I want to talk really what's supporting these rankings. Georgia's defense is one of the best units in college football. Tennessee's offense is one of the best units in college football. And just my outsider look, Ohio State seems to be the most well-rounded and Michigan feels like they get the most out of all their, like the, they get, they squeeze the most out of all their juice. Alabama is, is not as dominant as it's been. And I think we're holding them against their old standard. If, if you didn't know who Alabama was and they just played in all black with all black helmets, you'd be like, damn. But you're like, well, the Roman army was taking out villages a lot faster than that in the past. Now that's going to take them three days to get through a village. It's just, I feel like they're getting held up against their own standard. How do you see the top five or the top teams? And then where do you see the true power in the units or in these all around, like these all around team efforts? Yeah, look, I I think the only, the only complaint that I have when you look at say the top six, six football teams in America right now, because Alabama's sitting six. The only problem I have is Ohio State, and, and I know they're a really good football team, but at some point, guys, we got to hold strength to schedule against them. They hadn't played a team over 500. Ohio State? Ohio State, and guess what? They ain't playing one this week over 500. They're playing another three and three football team this week. They're going to be seven. It's going to be week eight versus Penn State before they ever play a team that's above 500. Well, but that, but. There's how it happens to be, and there's what they set it up to be. Last right. year, they took on Oregon right out of the gate. And the year before, they took on a monster. They've, they've been taking on monsters. Now, this year, they took on Notre Dame. Notre Dame, Notre Dame. Notre Dame. came in top five. They just George, had to beat. George, they're 500, bro. I understand they're 500 now, but you can't you can't tag that on Ohio State, can you? Shit. You can I, yeah. I mean, look, it, it ain't. It ain't – I mean, I'm not condemning them. I'm just saying you, we can't ignore it. These are the I mean, these other teams – look at this. We're talking – Georgia plays number 10, Oregon straight out of the back. And I'm talking about number 10 right now, not when they played them. Number 10 right now, 49-3. Tennessee plays Alabama, number one through three. You take your pick. Right now, number six, 52-49. Michigan's played number 16. Clemson's played NC State and Wake Forest. A top 25 team and a number 13 overall team. And they got Syracuse this week, top 15. I mean, at at some point with Ohio State, I I get the eye test. I get the eye test. It's a beautiful thing. But at some point, we got to sit down and go, shit, man. If if, if you can play 500 or or worse football teams the first seven weeks of the season, we just can't keep you at the top. At some programs, yes, I agree. Ohio State, the bona fides come with them. The bona fides come with them at Ohio State. Let's get real now. The point is, it's a it's a real point. It don't fit on Ohio State. That's a silverback. I disagree. You, you, you trying to I put disagree. That I disagree wholeheartedly. That, that sport jacket off the rack and put it on a silverback. It ain't going to fit them. Ohio State, do you have any question that Ohio State couldn't go in here and beat any of these top six teams? Do you have any question about Ohio State uh, leadership? I, I Leadership, ground game, air game, defense. Do you have any question that they couldn't be one of these top five teams? No, I, no, I, I think Ohio State could stand toe to toe with any of these top teams in America right now. But the, but the fact of the matter is, George, we ain't seen them do shit. We ain't seen them do it. 
you got to play your schedule. I, I understand that. I, I understand that. But at some point, G, we got us. There is something called strength of schedule for a reason. At some point, you at some no. point, we got to go. Hey, man, sorry about your luck. Your schedule so wasn't worth ask, the shit this year. Well, so let me ask you that. So Georgia played Oregon. Then they also played Kent State, and they were tied deep in the third quarter with Kent State. Then yep. they go to Missouri. I don't remember anybody trembling for Missouri in the last fifty years, and they snuck out of Missouri with that. Right. Are we running after the Georgia Bulldogs to then question them and try and yank them out of the deal? Alabama messed around and almost got beat second game of the season in Austin to a Texas team that only beat Iowa State by three at home, same field. Are you really yeah. saying Alabama and Iowa State are that close? Technically, based on Texas, they're four points difference. Like, you got to come on now. You got to come on. Uh, we're not, we're not talking about We're not talking about Iowa State. We're talking about the top six teams in the country. I understand that, but if you put it in perspective, and there's Alabama played nobody. Say who? There's one team that ain't played nobody in the top six teams in America. There's one team in the whole Ohio State. It's the only top six that hasn't played an above 500 game at kickoff. Ohio State hosted a top five Notre Dame. Wheels came off. Georgia hosted a top 10 Oregon. They both came through the game. Ohio State lost its best player in the first quarter and still handled business. Like, you got to get real. Oregon has been able to bounce I disagree. Back. Notre Dame's quarterback has been out for the season. At kickoff, Ohio State, they beat a top five team. You want them to be a I top I mean, George, Arkansas was, at one point, Arkansas was number 10 in the country. They're not number 10 in the country. We can't go somebody credit that beat Arkansas. A&M beat Arkansas. You beat number 10 in the country. No, you didn't. You beat a four and three football team. You got to beat the teams that lay in front of you. Nobody's not for Clemson. Clemson's at five. They got any marquee wins? Oh, yes, 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 yes. Let me pause and stop, oh, the, yeah. stop okay. the show. Yeah, come on, um, come on. They play Wake Forest. It's a top five match. Wake Forest. That's true. Wake, and honestly, Wake should have Forest, got, is, Wake Forest yeah, is one right. lost football team. One lost football and, team now. And they should have beat Clemson to be all the way real. Should have, would have, could have. Alabama should have beat Tennessee, but they didn't. Um, they That's beat fair. Wake Forest on the road. They beat NC State, which at the time, Devin Leary, first rounder, some people say. They beat him, and now they they obviously lost. They lost Devin Leary, so their season might tank. Which Cliff, I mean, to, to but Cliff that's Ford. supposed to is that going to count against Clemson? No, because NC State probably may, they'll have a struggle winning at the rate they were winning with their leader. Leaders out, yeah, just they, they like lost Notre Dame's leader is out. But then they also Clemson plays Syracuse, top fifteen game this week. So in th- out of the last four yeah. games, Clemson okay. had three top twenty five games. So strict the schedule. I, I just think that like I. To me, it's not to say they should be out of it. It's more so to like to create some competitiveness or differentiate. Like, here are the facts. That's why I, mean, I think Tennessee. To yeah. me, it would be cra- it would be crazy. I, I like yeah. Gee, I, just to be clear, let me be clear real quick. Gee, like I'm not. I'm just saying it's a topic of conversation. It should be a topic of conversation. Less Ohio State is a top four team in the country. No fool. Nobody. I mean, right, right. Nobody would say they're not. I'm just saying right. one thing on on this on this list of undefeated football teams that are ranked in the top ten in college football right now. One thing that sticks out to me like a sore thumb is the fact that they have not played a team with more than three victories on their schedule. Yeah, but here's the thing: all you got to do is stick around. All you got to do is stick around. They're going to play number sixteen, Penn State, coming around fair, the corner. 
Fair they're going to play number 18, Illinois, coming around the corner. And they're going to play number four, Michigan, coming around the corner. They're, it's all coming. And at kickoff, they played the number five team. So to try to stop that train in the middle of its ascent and say, oh, I don't see a whole bunch of – no, 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 no. They can't account for other people's injuries. You go in, you play the games you play. Has Ohio State looked vulnerable in any game this year? Alabama has. Georgia has. Have we looked at any Ohio State they game? Played and nobody. Damn, they almost got beat. Is Missouri somebody? No. no I mean, look, I'll I mean, take it. I'll take it. I'll take the. I'll take the silence. Texas. Are you saying Texas is now somebody? Texas, all right though. What are we all talking right, about? I'd be. I'd be pissed if I was a program and somebody called me. All right though. Nah. What does nah, that have to do? Nah. What does that have to do with Ohio State not playing anybody? They played. Notre Dame at kickoff, they're five. And then they got three. They got their whole side of the conference is backloaded. Michigan State, Michigan, Penn State, Illinois, and here comes Maryland. They're all waiting on them at the back half. And, you and they go the front half. And they go handle it. Then we'll change. Then we'll change the conversation. The conversation shifts. I'm just uh, saying we can't. This is exactly what we can't do, in my opinion, George. We can't sit here and talk about, well, Georgia played Missouri close. They beat them, but they played them close. Missouri ain't worth the shit. That's going to that's gonna justify Ohio State playing seven straight teams that we now know who they are. We now no. know who Notre Dame is. So here's the difference, though. So Illinois and Ohio State do not play each other, but Alabama and Georgia have played one double-A teams to get where they're at. Ohio okay. State has beaten all one-A teams. There's a difference. So you keep talking about the big win here, but you ain't talking about that roadkill these guys in the SEC often sign up for preseason as well. And I'm going to say it again. Alabama eased past Texas without their starting quarterback by a point and got out of there. Same Texas team. Got like barely survives Iowa State. Is anybody calling Iowa State a quality win? That's only four points difference. Georgia goes to Missouri. And was on the ropes all night. Is that a quality win? No, no, it is not. I accept your silence as confirmation, sir. I accept your silence. That's round one to me, Clint. Thank you for, thank you for rolling on that. If you just, I, now I, I totally it. disagree. But for the sake of moving on, I'll let you. I'll let you defend <laughs> Ohio State to the <laughs> I'll, I'll let you go hey, out there and tell America hey. Notre Dame is a kick-ass football team right now. I'm surprised you got no jersey hanging up back there. He might have one about a Vince Young. He might have a Braxton 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 Miller jersey. Oh yeah, uh, hey, Boy, another superhero, another superhero. Brax, Brax is a man. I, I just looked at the referee on that last one. He he told me that last combo. He's out. He is out. Thank you, sir. Clint, you get the next one. Here we go. So next, Georgia and Ohio State. Can anything derail these two? Great question. I think the answer is lying in the tall grass. Clint, we're going to start with you on this one. Looking at the Buckeyes with that quality early schedule and Georgia, can anything derail these two? For sure. Well, hell yeah. I mean, you, you, we just, you, just got through, you just got through defending Ohio State to the nines and talking about how backloaded their schedule is. So any, any, of those, any of those teams could potentially – um, derail Ohio State. Um, I, I, I don't think there's enough football left for one or two of them to fall below 500 or get to 500 so we can 
we can trash that narrative maybe by week eight or nine. Um, and then with Georgia, you got Tennessee coming down a pipe. So yeah, look, I, I think I think either one of these teams or both of these teams have some some legit, I mean, some serious matchups left on their schedule that are going to be a problem to deal with and and could potentially derail them. No question about it. Darian, is it should we can we rate the two of them in or not yet? Uh, no, because it's it's going to be interesting. I think to me. The way the college football players are set up now, the only way to – the only way you can pencil – there's really no way to pencil anybody in It's because it's, it's really going to get interesting if UCLA – so, all right, here's scenario, first scenario. So, if UCLA wins out, right, the Pac-12 has legitimate mm-hmm. reasons to to have somebody represented from that conference in the playoffs, right? And you, mm-hmm. look at the, you look at the Big Ten, the fact that Ohio State and Michigan are on the same side, that there already poses a question for the top five. And that'll be a top – if they went out, top four game. And so whoever wins that game is going to have a chance to go play for the conference. Um, the only way – like that – to me, the only way – this would be interesting. This, is a, this has happened before. Say if Michigan beats Ohio State, right, and Michigan mm-hmm. goes ahead, but Michigan loses in the Big Ten Championship. But then the team they lost to the Big Ten Championship was like a, a, a seven – I don't know, a seven and four Wisconsin or eight three Wisconsin or something like that. I don't know. Whoever, or Northwestern, whoever's on that side. Then Ohio State can get back in. But I thought there's going to be only one person from the Big Ten. And I'm not saying Ohio State's going to be that team yet. You look at the SEC, same thing. Now Alabama has one loss. Um, and who's to say Tennessee doesn't go, get, go beat Georgia? Even though, I guess See, they're that, different size. See, so, so, so now you this year, this year, more than ever, the competitive depth within the conference is going to come, is going to really prevail. Because in the past, it's always been like, like even like last year, Georgia and Bama both made the playoffs. And then, I think they split whoever uh, won the, the whoever won the SC championship, and then they went on to uh, yeah. The, the Bama Bama won the SC championship. Yeah, George and then Georgia went on to win a Natty. But this year yeah. it won't be. I don't know if it'll be like that. Um, but but to your point, it, it's really the two the the Cold War between the Big Ten, and the SEC, and the weight of that both conferences. They're all sitting at the top. And the answer kind of the question kind of wrote itself. Georgia has Tennessee hottest team on the in the nation right now waiting on them. And Ohio State's got Michigan waiting on them. So, yeah, both teams have a lot just to circle back. And our producer, Trevor Valise, sent over a little something just for thought. Georgia. In this early season, stop me when you start trembling. They've played Samford. Kent State, Missouri, and Vandy. Yeah. Right. They they they're they're their schedules backloaded too. Here's also it, it, I'm a, I'm a but also but let me roll this over. Alabama played Utah State, University, Louisiana at Monroe, and they got what was left of Vanderbilt from Georgia. Right. Let, let me know. Let me not know when to, you're through. Let, let me know. Let me know when you're ready. Not to mention a Texas yeah. team. That rises, then they're drunk, then they rise, then they're drunk, and they actually caught them on a rise day, but they caught that Texas team three series in, backup quarterback, and Bama beats them by a point. Now, nobody loves the Roman Army like me, but I'm just simply saying, we got to keep all this stuff in perspective. Samford, Kent State, Missouri, Vandy? Hang on. How about Arkansas State, Toledo, and Rutgers? How about How do those sound for you? 
Because those are all three on Ohio State schedule. Rutgers, a Big Ten program. Toledo has a nice quarterback down there. They nice. Now I get you. Ohio State's back loaded, but you got to also throw that Notre Dame team in there too. And but I'm just simply saying to point out everybody got layups. Everybody's played close games that they shouldn't have been in that dogfight with. Who's but one team? Ohio State's closest game was Notre Dame. And that was a much tighter ball game than it should have been, knowing what we know right now. But your best players also out of that game, and they still handled the business. I'm saying, that's George, you're talking. That, that, you're talking out both sides. Notre Dame. I could have went quarterback. Notre Dame. They, they. I mean, they were awful offensively. So let's acknowledge awful. that. And but the same offense you're talking about lost somebody, scored 77, 52, 49, 49. I mean, what are we? What are we? You talking about the Buckeyes? Yeah. 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 How important is that receiver? They went out there and scored 77 against a Toledo team that supposedly is good, a good football team. And I mean, what are we me, doing here? And and to me, that's reinventing yourself. You don't have your fastball. You turn around and then still have that much firepower. Oh, Who shit, else George. That much firepower? I, 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 don't, I don't know. I agree with you, but I don't know if it's Smith and Jigba. I think C.J. Stroud is the best player on the team. I wouldn't even – I think without – C.J. Stroud, you lose him. Then you I agree, but you ain't throwing to yourself. I yeah, but you have like you have Ohio State got more players than Smith and Jigba. He's the alpha, but at the same time, they ain't hurting for talent at Ohio State. They got no, plenty no. of guys. They're not, which is why they're sitting right where they should be in the top four. You you yeah, cut facts, off facts. you you cut off one of them tentacles, and they got twelve more coming. It's it's they're going to be there. They're right where they should be. But I welcome this dance about Ohio State. But I honestly backloaded schedule, Clint. Backloaded schedule. Uh, let's go to something different. Stay in the Big Ten. And this is a real question. Can the Wolverines really body blow their way through the season and get into the playoffs? Have they won out can there? They, can they really run the ball the whole through the whole season? Again, last week, 55 carries. When's the last time you saw a team not from yeah. the service academies run the ball 55 two, times? Two, back, two backs had 150 plus. Two so to backs me, had one fifty. Here's my here's my thing. I think. Um, How did I know you would catch on to that, Darren? I yeah, like no, I, I be I be I be peeping like, <laughs> and Blake Blake Corum wasn't even leading Russia for that game. His other kid. Um, I would say this. I think you look at you look at the Big Ten. Michigan Michigan has the the schedule. I mean, if they go beat Ohio. So they go win out. They're they're gonna be in. I would assume they they would if they beat Ohio. So I would assume they, I would be willing to bet. They will be whoever is in the Big Ten, Big Twelve championship, Big Ten championship. So I don't think that's pretty much a question. I think it's the same. The same route is the same for Ohio State and Michigan. If they can beat one another, unless unless one of them like kind of lay an egg to a to lesser team, that's going to be the game that really decides who makes it out of that conference. To me, but more than ever, like I said, it's going to be really interesting to me for this playoff decision. Is because there's a lot of good teams, and then even I want to go back to the SEC because I mean, Clint, you can hit on this is. Um, Tennessee and Bama aren't even on the same side. <laughs> you know, that what was their crossover game. How about that? Right. So that doesn't even really matter for SEC championship. Ole Miss is actually the front runner on the other side, and so Tennessee and Georgia really is going to decide who's going to play in the SEC championship. Then Ole Miss and Bama will play each other, and that game will really decide who who plays in, on the other side. So to me, that conference is probably the one to really watch. And you obviously got same thing in the Pac-12. I think the only way somebody from the Pac-12 makes the playoffs is if they stay undefeated. I can't see them putting in a, a one-loss Pac-12 team. 
I don't, and that's 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 a conversation we might as well go into now. And and Clint, let's just roll it to you. And we're having this we're, we're having this spirited back and forth about the heavyweights. There's really no question about them. It's just you know how pretty are they looking right now? If right. this crew, if this crew stays up here like that, they stay in the front of the pack. Georgia and Tennessee and Alabama rotate or keep concentrating in that top five, six and Michigan and Ohio state, they stake their ground that top five or six. Right. And, and like Darian said, by the time we get to conference championships, whoever's in it, if the sec championship game goes into overtime or some kind of a nail biter and the big 10 game does the exact same thing. Don't you have a real case that both teams that lost who have been in the top five all season could carry right on into the playoffs with the team that beat them. But the, I think there's going to be real accountability this year because you're going to have to honor the success of other leagues. To me, it's been easy to be a, a playoff on the committee because, like, nobody from the Pac-12 has really been dominant or been undefeated. So I don't really have okay, a case. Okay, so if TCU, UCLA, and Clemson say they all stumble just one time. Is TCU undefeated? Yes. Yeah, they are undefeated, right? Yes. Okay. And I know they got a couple of big games coming up. Yeah, I think it's going to be interesting. I personally think somebody's going – I can't see an undefeated team come out the, uh, come out the Big 12. That league is ex- exciting right now. They got a lot of people. It is exciting. Go, they can go back and forth. You got Kansas State. And even the people at the bottom of that league can, can easily beat somebody at the top. I don't think that there's, there's a huge discrepancy like there is in the Big Ten or SEC. So that's going to be interesting to see. I, to, that's what I'm saying. It's going to be really like more so than ever before. There are a lot of teams, a lot of leagues – they're going to give the committee some real accountability um, because you you can't show favoritism like you want to for these Big Ten teams and SEC teams. So, but to me, these teams are going to have to play well. Like I feel like UCLA is going to have to play well. TC is going to have to play well, or it's going to be like Michigan, Ohio State had a had a shootout game. Like obviously, they're the two best teams. They're better than them. I like, I, like uh, I said, I, it's going to be – to me, this is a, this is one of the most exciting years of college football because of the competitive depth across the board. And teams are really giving their conferences a chance to say, hey, like, y'all can't show favoritism. Put us in the, put us in the big dance, and we're going to see. So let's go to this. And it's, it's a little uh, uh, odd to throw this ball to Clint, but I'm going to go to Clint first and Darian. I want you to come back on the other end of it. We've been talking strength of schedule. We've been talking about how bona fide are these heavyweights. There's one we haven't really talked about, and they're in arguably the weakest of the power fives, them and the Pac-12. I'm talking about the ACC big dog, Clemson. Clint, if Clemson remains in the top five, do they need to be undefeated to stake a claim in the in the playoffs? Yes. Coming out of this parts and pieces you know, LA fitness conference that they've been playing in. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think so. I, I think, uh, I think a one loss football team that gets in is going to be uh, a Michigan or Ohio state and, or a Georgia, Tennessee or Alabama or Alabama. I mean, I, like, I, I, I think they're going right. The only I think if it boils down to one loss football teams, I think that's what you, you got. Oh, and also you can go ahead and throw, throw a potential USC in there. And the only reason I throw USC in there is, well, but look, I mean, D, I, mean, I see you, you. You got a point. You got a point. You got a point. My, my only point is, is that that logo on that helmet means something. 
Fact. Being out yeah. there on the West Coast means something. Yeah. And, yeah. and the way that and the way they lost too. That was they, that game could have went either way. I, I just I'm just when it comes down to a one loss football team getting in, I think it's gonna be it's gonna be an SEC team. One of the three I just mentioned. It's gonna be then the next in the pecking order is a Big Twelve. I mean a Big Ten team that has one loss, and then I think it's ACC, and then all of a sudden it's USC. A one, I'm talking about one loss teams. Right. I'm talking about if if teams have one loss. I think I think that a one loss Clemson doesn't get in over a one loss. I don't I think agree. Tennessee, Georgia, or Alabama does a one loss Clemson get in over a one loss USC. Yeah, that, that's a conversation right there. Well, it depends. It depends. The, it, it, it no, I think it's kind of it depends the game. This is all about narratives because they vote after the conference play. So if, they, if we're going scenarios here, if Clemson lost in the, in, in the AC championship and USC won, USC would get in. I don't see but, these are the, but the old algorithm is this. If you take a loss, take it early. USC right. will have a high-ranked UCLA waiting for them at the back end of the schedule. Right. They'll be able to kind of mow their way down, pick up steam, and there's going to be a lot of fallout above them because we just pointed out all the teams above them that still got to play right. each other. Right. Who's Clemson's big game left? Uh, Clemson they're, have a team they're, pl- they're playing them. They're, they're, like they're, to me, Clemson – is Syracuse is the biggest Syracuse. remaining test? Hey, what let's let's look. Let me let oh, me go ahead and say oh. please let me say something straight. Let me say something straight because I, I think there's been some confusion and some clarification needs to be set in place. Look, tighten it up because I do understand the perception and narratives of the ACC. And which are uh, which is what? Which is that, what that we, that we have a weaker conference, right? But what are, if we're going off that? Because we go off rankings, we go off winnings, games, we go off out-of-conference play, all that stuff. This year, the ACC has a really good conference. We have, like, four or five ranked teams or four ranked teams this week. Clemson has beaten all two of them. They beat Wake Forest, NC State at the time. Syracuse, whether you like it or not, Syracuse is a top 15. So you can't – that's the number they got. Just, hey, this is the same guy who said – Notre Dame was a top five team. That's the true. That's look, look, look. true. I'm going off the same rhetoric. <laughs> Syracuse That's is true. number 14 in the country. Undefeated. Coming to the Valley. Out of the last four games, Clemson had beaten three top 25 teams. It may have, I'm probably going to say this, out of the last four games, may have the strongest strength of, strength of schedule. If you look at, like, from, from the first seven games, who has played, who's played three top 25 teams? Like, in, like in, in, the, in the, is that, is that, is that crazy to say? I don't think anybody's played three top 25 teams out of the top five. Who? Because Michigan, Michigan just played their first big game against Penn State. Oregon, Oregon and Georgia. Who has Georgia played top 25? Bama. Texas wasn't ranked. They just played yeah. Tennessee. Tennessee. Are you talking about right now or are you talking about when they I'm played? I'm saying through, through seven games, who's played three top 25 games? Tennessee's yeah, played what's four. What's that mean? You could play Tennessee's played four? 23. When they played them. When, oh, when they played. Okay, okay. Okay, when they play, that's that's my point. I get it. I get Cle- it. Clemson's strength of schedule is up there with with the best of them. And so, honestly, to answer the question, a one loss Clemson don't get in. I'm I'm the first one to tell you that. That's just, and we know that. I right? every, that. every every time we got in the playoffs, that. we've had to win. We had to win it all. We don't get in you with one loss. We, we, we did. We did get in. Actually, take that back. We did get in 2020. We we beat Notre Dame in the conference championship. That's only because Notre Dame was the top four. So we kind of. And it was also a different looking Clemson team. And, and then the rest of the conference looked a little bit different. Let's transition this 
from the heavyweight teams, fellas. Let's go over here to the heavyweight players. Real quick, uh, we've got five minutes. Let's dance on this Heisman deal yeah. a bit. Exciting so far. Some right. years, one guy jumps way out. Nobody's catching him. And then it's just kind of like, yeah. you know, who wants to sit next to him in the Heisman? Because that dude right. knows he's not going to get it. Right now, I think this is the furthest we've been in a college football season in a long time with this wide of a – of a of a race uh darian let's roll with you first who is your front runner and who is your dark horse at this moment i like i like hinda hooker i think he's got the best story in college football transfer quarterback from virginia tech uh goes in there and wins the job he split reps last year and won the job towards the end of the season played well uh came back like to me the epitome of the process came back uh for this year came back ready has led that team as best as anybody's led the team, led their teams in this country. And you take him off the Tennessee team, they ain't Tennessee. So I feel like he's the most valuable player on that team. And to me, it's putting himself in that top five, top ten quarterbacks in this year's draft. And, like, he just knocked – he knocked off the big dog. And Who's your I dark horse? I don't know if it's a dark horse, but, I, I mean, I, was, I think C.J. Stroud has a case too. To me, Hend- Hend- he has the case. Hendon Hooker Hend- – Hooker- I, if I'm a Heisman voter, if Hendon Hooker goes and knocks off Georgia, I think after that, I don't care what he does in the SEC championship. It's a, to me, to me, you go, you go knock off Bama and Georgia in the same season after you, you haven't beat neither one of those teams in a long time. Yeah, that's and you're and, and, and you're playing well. I don't, I don't think, I don't know how you could give anybody else the Heisman but him. Now, Clint, flip flip side, we'll see. Clint, he, he my man does make a point. That's some slaying. If you slay the Roman army and the White Walkers in the same season and you're wearing burnt orange, that's something. A, a, a proud program that's been in the wilderness for, for a couple decades. A that's some time. slaying. Clint, who would your who would your front who would your uh, front runner be? And then if not him, who? It's Hendon Hooker for me. I mean, he went for he went from on the outside looking in. He was standing outside the red velvet robes trying to get in the candle room, baby. And uh, and and in one game, his ass went straight to the. There's the tables. The tables were elevated a little bit. That last table was elevated two steps. You know what I mean? Like two yeah. levels. Just stood up about six eight inches uh, higher than everybody else. Hendon Hooker walked. He was out there trying to get behind the red velvet robes. His ass got in the ropes and went straight to the the VIP table. The number one VIP table in the in the bunch, and uh, so I think Hendon Hooker is a front runner for me. There's no debating, in my opinion, what what he's done. I mean, beating Alabama, they beat Florida, they beat Kentucky. Um, you know, they they've they've beat some really really quality football teams, and they've got the most impressive win to date um, in in college football, and they did it on his shoulders. 385 yards, five touchdowns. And if you watch the football game, there, there's no question about it. Um, it was a complete performance. I will give you this. Alabama, if you go in and beat the Roman Army, it does vault you straight to New York. Cam Newton beat them when they were number one undefeated. Wow. Manziel beat him when they were number one and undefeated. And yeah. Joe Burrow beat him. They weren't number one, but they were undefeated when Burrow went in and got him. A, a big time prime time performance against these guys. It does bode well. I still say CJ Stroud. It's just to me, a Hooker had that big moment, took clear advantage of it, 
and you know, it's just like hitting four home runs, you know, when the whole nation's watching. But CJ Stroud to me is the best player in college football with Bryce Young on his ass. So, I mean, this is going to be a lot of drama. Real quick, give me one, give me one guy, non-quarterback, Clint. Give me a non-quarterback. Oh, non-quarterback. Good gosh. Now you get into these guys. Um, Blake Corum, I guess, at Michigan putting up huge numbers. Um, I don't, I don't know, man. I'm, I'm gonna be honest with you. I, I hadn't, I don't Darian. That's I like Jameer Gibbs. Look, I, I'll tell you what. I, you asked me to do this. You asked me to have who's my favorite, Hendon Hooker, C.J. Stroud's nipping at his tail, and I think yeah. I think the the one guy in America that we're not talking about that could potentially get in is my right. man out at UCLA. I, oh, I, I think if I think if they continue yeah. to make the yeah. run that they're making and they yeah, run the table, the, that's not the L.A. quarterback I thought you were going to bring. I like that DTR. A little love for the Bruins, Darian. The non, give me a non quarterback. My my front runner was not front runner, but like non quarterback was Jameer Gibbs, um, because I feel like through Alabama season, Bryce Young is the best player on the team. But you take him off that team, I think they might have two losses. And their, their closest games this year, he's been the brightest spot on their team. So if they can rally back, like I said, win that SEC championship, I think he could get a he could get an invite. Hey, here, here's the deal. Here's the deal, D. You, you're spot on. The problem, the problem with Gibbs, I went back and looked. He ain't got the numbers to get invited. But, but if you, if you really, I mean, if we're really talking, if you, ball, if you, if you watch the tape, oh, I agree, I agree. But we ain't talking about, we ain't talking about me and you. We're talking about the like what, what I love about what Jameer Gibbs has done. He doesn't have the resume right now. I, I don't think to to be that guy. Right. But what I love is the minute, the minute that Bryce Young went down. He went for 206 on the road against Arkansas and helped him win the game late. Yeah. Bryce hey. Young, no, can't play against AM. He goes for a buck 54. Yeah. Tennessee, biggest game of the season for him. He goes a buck 03 and then had a he had almost 10 yards of damn catch uh in in in, in catching the football receiving. So He's I mean, I, I, I'm with you. That that would be that would be the one guy that I think on the right. not non quarterback that that I think yeah. we could talk about. But I don't know that he's got any a resume other, to even get considered. Any other team, he's in there. He's Alvin Kamara. But Michigan leans, relies, and counts on Corum. Gibbs is a big contributor, but they're not led by him. Let's switch over now to a couple wedding crashers. And fellas, there's three games. That'll all factor in here to some 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 real big national ramifications. Let's just start out here in the Big 12. You got number eight TCU hosting 17th ranked Kansas State. Uh TCU six and oh, Kansas State five and one. TCU has in these last three weeks has played as good a ball as anybody in the top 10. Like some real complete games, starting off with that beatdown against Oklahoma which looks a little less shine each week we get away from that game. But regardless, how do you see this playing? Is TCU, do they control their own destiny? Let's just go like that. Like control their own destiny to where? To be to the playoffs? Yeah, to the playoffs. I'm going I'm to make this take. If everybody wins out from every conference, TCU doesn't get in. That's boy, that's a big statement. And I I don't disagree with you because Clemson comes right. in with legacy and USC comes in with everybody waiting for US or 
you the Pac-12 team. Yeah. I'm, I'm Clint, taking if – if I'm the committee, I'm taking the Pac-12 undefeated over Big 12 undefeated. Big Maybe 12 I'm, undefeated. Yeah. But only because of the logo, too. If it was Oklahoma or Texas, they get in. Different. I don't think – they, they, they let TCU in over UCLA or USC. Yeah, TCU would have to slay everybody in thirds to, to, to get yeah. there. Clint, yeah. your can TCU – do they control their own destiny? I mean, look, I – they, here's the thing with TCU. They got to have zero losses, and I think they're in the conversation with the one-loss teams. If there is a fourth slot and there is a one-loss team that's 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 being considered and TCU, TCU, TCU has zero losses, they run the table, I think they're in that conversation, yes. So I think they control their own destiny. We're speculating big time, but, like, if I think – I think if Clemson loses a ball game and they got one loss, right USC in. somehow survives with one loss and, and UCLA doesn't run the table – and any any Pac-12 team comes out with one loss, I, I think, and there's a, a Big Ten and an SEC team that have one loss, I think TCU undefeated is strongly in that conversation with those football teams, yes. Right. Uh, TCU Kansas State should be an exciting one down there in Fort Worth. We're going to cut now to an interview on Dagan. Our interview is of – is with Kobe Savage, defensive back for Kansas State. Uh, yes, Kobe Savage, defensive back, Kansas State. A lot of big plays. Love watching him. High motor. If you got a chance to go on YouTube, look at what he's done so far this season. We're going to take a quick listen here to Kobe Savage of Kansas State. 12 by Kobe Savage, Kansas State defensive back. Kobe, I got to start with this. Are you aware that you have the coolest name in college football? Uh, I mean, I'm pretty proud of my name. I got a friend at uh, OU, General Booty. So, I mean, people really like his name, too. Yeah. Yeah, he's got a good one. You're right. I'm glad <laughs> you threw that out there. Big 12 guys stepping up for each other. But I can imagine you might have gotten some creative opportunities, maybe. Now, the NIL is the thing. Has anybody hit you up to, you know, be the savage for a brand? <laughs> yeah, there's, there's been a couple of companies uh, just working out through a couple of deals. I won't speak on it right now, but yeah, it's, it's a couple. That's well, good to know. I'm, I'm just glad your pockets are getting fed, man. <laughs> exactly. off something like that. So uh, your team is off to a great start this season, sitting atop the Big 12 right now, undefeated in conference play. But I'm I'm going to go back, and I'm sorry I'm doing this. I'm, I want to go back to your one loss on the season mm-hmm. because you guys lost to Tulane early in the year. And the next week you had to go to Oklahoma. And I – I'll just call it what it is. I don't think anybody expected you guys to win that game. What was the mindset of you and the team following that two lane loss that allowed you to go in and get it done against Oklahoma? I feel like really, we just came in with the chip on our shoulder all week at practice. We were on the grass field. So it was muggy, like hot, muddy practice every day. We were just going at it hard. Our scout team was going harder than ever. We made them give us great looks. And then just going to OU with the mindset knowing it's going to be a packed stadium on Fox. Our fans are going to try to travel, but it's not going to be that, that many people. It's just us versus them. So that was really just the mentality, us versus them. Everybody's doing their 111, just trying to make the job work, and we ended up doing that. I think uh, in that win against Oklahoma at the time, a lot of people would have called that an upset. But now looking back on it and seeing the way both of your seasons have sort of turned in opposite directions – that wasn't really an upset at all. Do you guys feel that the expectations have shifted? And is there any weight to that now that you guys are atop the Big 12? 
Yeah, I, I do feel like, especially around the world, that our that the expectations of our team has shifted a lot. But we always knew uh, coming in, even from the summer workouts, we knew what type of team we were. And, uh, I mean, there's a little bit of weight pressure, but it's, it's really nothing. At the end of the day, it's just football, being one to know each week. So give anybody who would be watching this or listening to this, give them just sort of the MO of this Kansas State team. Because Dagan, our producer, and I behind the scenes were complaining that your guys game this upcoming weekend against TCU – two teams atop the big 12 and it's on FS one, which I know doesn't matter to you, but like, can we get you guys, can we get game day involved here? Can we get ESPN around? So tell anybody watching at home that may not have seen enough of Kansas state yet. Like what is this Kansas state football team? This is like a very tough, uh, blue collar football team. I'd say everybody on the team is underrated, ready to prove what they can prove on any level against any school. This game is definitely special to me because it's uh, back home in Texas and I was under-recruited out of high school and uh, being undersized, a three-star safety at a JUCO. So it, it means a lot to us. There's going to be a lot of guys just flying around, ready to hit something. That was K-State's Kobe Savage. Big game this uh, this weekend against TCU. A TCU offense that strikes early. They strike often. They got big targets. Uh, all the Wildcats will have their hands full, but they've been – Big game hunting all season. I cannot wait to see how that plays out. Let's go to the Bruins. And Clint, you mentioned him earlier, DTR. Um, they can take a major step forward. Big primetime game this weekend against Oregon. Rare that the Pac-12 gets these type of games that merit the, the, the national attention. They're going in here against the number 10 ranked Oregon Ducks. How much noise can UCLA? Let me rephrase that. How could UCLA make noise coming out of this game? By winning it. I mean, you, you win this ball game, you beat Washington, Utah, and, and Oregon in three straight weeks. Um, I, I think Chip Kelly, I think Chip Kelly in himself brings UCLA a lot more recognition than they've probably received in the past. I, I think there's some there's some real legitimacy with him having success down there. And I, and I really do. I, I believe that that this Dorian Thompson-Robinson kid, DTR, I love DTR, by the way. I, lo- I love the way, they, the way that rolls off, the way it sounds. Really, really solid work by, by UCLA or, or, his, or his mom and pops, whoever put that DTR together. Well done. Um, I mean, he's look, George, his kid's thrown 15 touchdowns, two interceptions. He's ran for four touchdowns. He's got his team at 6-0. and They beat two ranked teams back-to-back. And, and I mean, I, I'm just, I'm looking at this and, and I, I mean, I think that this kid, this team obviously gets to seven and oh, and they're carrying the Pac 12 on their back. But this kid, I mean, he legitimately, I mean, hell, I was, I was just out there searching for a Heisman, like, you know, just coming out of nowhere, a guy on the outside that may sneak in. But hell, I mean, he keeps this up, doesn't turn the football over and his team keeps winning. There's, there's a good chance that he could get in. So, um, yeah, look, I, I think, I think they got, I mean, they got Oregon this week. They got USC at the end of the season. UCLA's got a real chance here, man. I agree with you, Clint. Um, Darian, Washington, Utah, Oregon. That is the royalty of the Pac-12 to include the Trojans in successive weeks. And all of them have come in with big wins. Washington came down to see UCLA off a big win against Michigan State. Utah had knocked a few people out before they came down to see UCLA. And then the Bruins hopped on them. And then Oregon's been rolling since. They got taken apart down there against Georgia. 
Does UCLA control its own destiny if they win out and if the if they meet the Trojans and the Trojans have been undefeated since that loss? They beat a one-loss Trojan team. Do they control their own destiny? Mm. Versus, let me just add more. Michigan beats Ohio State by a field goal in overtime. Does Ohio State, who we know who they are, and they just lost to Michigan in overtime by a kick, do they merit more consideration for the playoffs than an undefeated UCLA? Yes. But that was too quick, D. I know. That was too quick. He gave me a lot of time. I will only say, I only say, they, UCLA's got to be dominant and like, but to, they haven't. To, to, they, to, to whatever, it's, I mean, back to the beginning of this conversation, Ohio State, regardless of strength of schedule, they've been dominant. UCLA yeah. has won games, but it's a difference, you know? That's, and yep, so, like, yep. up until the heavyweight fight, if Ohio State continues to dominate, and then that's a big boy heavyweight matchup uh, between them and Michigan, and they barely lose, and Michigan goes on to run the conference. If, oh, if UCLA is like, is not dominating. It's it's worth it's worth consideration. Like, is are they a better team? Are we playing favorites? Are we like? Are we? Are we, you know what I'm are we trying to do what's right? Are we actually saying if we if we're betting money, is UCLA a better team than Ohio State? I don't know. I'm not, I'm, I'm I think I do know, but I'm just saying like. But then obviously, out of fairness, do you give a undefeated team who won their conference? Are you saying like out of fairness they go do it? But then what if UCLA gets boat raced by like 40 points, like how Washington did back in like 2015? You look at it, don't matter. By that point, really, they do they deserve to be through the gates or not? Clint, let me ask you this last one. Uh hold on, Rich, you ain't wrong. Hey, no, hey, 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 poke that damn chest out. You ain't wrong. Hey, look here. If you play a team full of five five hundred football teams, if they lose to Michigan, I don't give a shit how they lose to Michigan. If they lose to Michigan, they will have beaten number 16 Penn State and whatever number the hell five. Maryland's ranked at that point in time. And they will have beat five. they will have beaten two, maybe no. three teams three. with a Not with a, five, a record better than five hundred. You lose to Michigan, your ass is out. Team. They would have beat the number five team in the nation oh, at the time. It oh man! Hey, now, by that way of thinking, Arkansas, Arkansas sitting number saying, ten. I like that. Hey, Arkansas yeah. is number ten, baby. That's a strong, <laughs> that's a strong win for them. Come on, man! That's, funny, that's what we doing now. That's what we doing now. What was your hey, question? I'm sorry, big dog. I was just simply saying, Ohio State. You know what they are? They passed the eyeball test. Should they have a mark, just like Alabama? Your case is going to have to be bigger than their case. Because Ohio State and Alabama are going to receive the benefit of a doubt. Uh, in closing, Syracuse could play a spoiler with Clemson. All of AC of the ACC's hopes and dreams are riding with Clemson. They need an undefeated ACC champ to roll through here. Can Syracuse do it, Darian? Yes or no, real quick. Can they? Yes. Will they? No. Clint. No. 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 I, no. I, I think. I think Clemson wins this ball game, but but I, I I I agree with you wholeheartedly that unless all hell breaks loose in college football, a one loss Clemson team has a really really hard time getting in. I don't care what their what their I, schedule I looks like the rest I of the agree. way. Johnny Johnny Cochran could not make that case. 
on behalf of the one loss Clemson team. God rest his soul. And that man can make a case. And that was the show. Field of 12 after dark. College football on a Tuesday. I hope you join us tomorrow and Thursday and obviously Saturday, big week eight. On behalf of Clint Sterner, Darian Ranger, this is George Whitfield.